ever, ever two heels in a face. <laughs>
and then with like the photographer and the wedding plan, it ended up being just like 40 people. So, um, yeah, still, still healthy. And from that, everyone wore masks in the church, but it was, if you're going to run a 40 person wedding, this was mm-hmm. the template to do it. I, I don't recommend necessarily, I would not encourage anyone to run a wedding at this time, but if you were to like have one in a year or so and you wanted a small wedding, it was, it was like perfect for that. It was intimate. Like everyone kind of sat at the same table almost. And, um, and Dude, if yeah, I wasn't having cool. a kid during this time, I would have gone for that 40 person wedding it would have been much cheaper. So and, much cheaper, you know, but uh, that, that will have to wait. Yeah. So I guess uh, I'm fortunate in that sense. I'm fortunate that, you know, uh, I haven't heard of anyone. Everyone seems to be healthy that came from it. Um, That's good. Yeah. And, uh, and fortunate that like I've known someone for that long, known this person since kindergarten. So I really, I, I couldn't, I knew the risk, but I couldn't miss it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and just fortunate. I, I haven't gotten, hopefully I haven't gotten anyone sick. I don't think I have. I feel okay. Um, but that, that was been my kind of past two weekends, but it's been, it's been, it was a bender and then it was low key with some skirt steak sprinkled in. That sounds like you're living the good life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to run. I mean, there's benefits no, to being hey, a father, right? You, got, benefits you, to not you have to enjoy it while, yeah, while you can, you got to enjoy it. And, you know, a nice getaway wedding, you know, small wedding sounds great. Skirt steak sounds great. And a low key weekend sounds great. Uh, we actually, it said on Saturday, she left, uh, she spent the night at my parents. So even though, you know, she's, she's grown and she does her own thing and she doesn't bother us a lot, you know, but you also give her the attention she needs because we have a new baby in the house. Um, <laughs> you know, she wanted to go to grandma's and I'm like, yes, please go. Sure. Thank you. Like, so it was a, you know, somewhat of a low key <laughs> weekend as well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you have a baby that's waking up every three hours, which I can't complain that that sounds really good to me versus, you know, having a crying baby all the time. She's not like that. Um, and you know, we just did taking it easy. Like, uh, you know, she got back, she, she came back Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, she was happy. She got, you know, some time with my, with my parents and she also kind of got away from the house for a little bit. So that was a good thing. Okay. So yeah, man, like, yeah, it's like my, my fun right now is a little different than yours, but you know, as long as we're enjoying our weekends and, yeah. and the time that we have, you know, that that's all that counts. You're being fulfilled in a different way, but you're still being fulfilled. Where you were chilling with Emma hanging out, did you get in any more wrestling in? So, so no, I've been doing a combo of it's whether it's, uh, so my YouTube, uh, feed right now, it's like wrestling, Lucha Libre, um, some keto diets and uh i've gotten into i don't know how i ended up there but there's uh people review or have reactions to watching you know other artists in concerts so and these are like you know there's a a, an african-american uh man there's a, a white lady and they'll review like artists you know mexican artists Okay. And I found that so interesting because they're also very funny about it. So I just went down a rabbit hole of those. And I, that's what I, that's mostly what I watched when I, when I was in the rocking chair with, with Emma, like bunch of like first reactions to Mexican artists by right. other non, non Spanish speaking people. 
So that's a very strange rabbit hole to go down, down to, but I ended up there and I and I went with it. She wasn't being a Karen, was she? she, she was... <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it's it's all very constructive. Uh, they're great. professional singers or they're teachers, so they they yeah. you know they give their input and all that, but they're funny along the way. Interesting. There's a net. There's a niche for everything, isn't there? Apparently, yeah. Cool. Um, and on, and on today today's niche, hopefully you're itching for it, is another one of Zello's interviews, right, with a wrestler named Mason Conrad, who you're probably familiar with if you've seen some Zello shows or if you've been watching Chicago wrestling for uh, a good amount of time. You know, he's on he's he's definitely made his name in this area. Although, like we might not, we weren't exactly too familiar with him. You know, but uh, there's been a lot of years that we haven't been watching, like, you know, any old galley or anything, anything like that. But a Mason Connery is definitely a veteran um, and he's part of the Zell roster and he's a big part of the Zell roster. And he's got some cool Harley race stories in this uh, in this uh, upcoming episode. And he he shoots the stuff with Matt McCalling, which have been like pretty enjoyable. I've enjoyed every episode they've had so. And apparently, you know, Mason Conrad and uh, and Matt go back like from high school days, right? So we'll hear about that. It's it's a pretty cool interview again because we don't know at least not I haven't seen a lot of Mason Conrad interviews, podcasts, etc. Like you know, getting to to watch uh, Matt getting getting him on the Zello Zone. I think that was that was pretty cool. Getting to know him a little bit better. He is the current Crave Case sure. champion, I believe. Yeah, longest reigning probably. <laughs> longest reigning. I don't. Yeah, I guess so, right? Because now, like, he would have had to defend it or done something during this summer at the baseball park, but that's not happening. So he already bought a year in. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you count rains by days, then yeah, he's like uh-huh. it's, the rain continues, right? Yeah, rain yeah. Continues. Uh-huh. So you'll you'll hear a little bit more about uh, Mason Conrad, but let, let's touch a little bit about the upcoming show. Casello just okay. changed their date. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure when, but I know there was a date change. Um, and now the date is for August 15th. It's a Saturday. It's at the same place, Joe's on Wheat Street. And we actually got some yeah. talent announcements. We do. Um, I have here Bryce Benjamin will be in the house. Okay. Uh, oh, a very interesting um, graphic here. Uh, the Blackheart Battalion was led by Shotzi Blackheart, but now that she's in NXT, um, they're saying, they, they, "Who do you think is going to lead up the the Blackheart Battalion?" And it's uh, it's up for grabs, really. I don't know. I don't know who will join that faction of. Um, oh, I'm even forgetting their names. It's been that long. Yeah, Brewbreakers in it. Storm Brubaker, Grayson, Grayson in it. In 80s, I believe. Yes, you're right. I got you, dog. I got thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Not that I need anyone, but it'll be cool. Maybe they'll go on their own, but it'll be cool. To see. There's an opportunity to step up. And there's not a ton. You know, a good faction can be really good for a promotion. And, yeah, there's not there's not a ton of fact. I don't think there's a ton of factions in the Chicagoland area. So it'd be cool to see a really good faction do its thing. But I'll let Zella decide who does what, you know. Right. Um, we have the the returning champ, Lainey Luck, in the house. The staple, the staple of Zello. Um, Elena Black, Jay Raves, and Jay Fowler. Yes, um, Mister Buns of Steel, and Missa Kate. Okay, cool. 
that's great. I mean, all people we like. Jay Rays is, is new um, uh, in terms of, like, I, I believe being on a show. I think that's a debut. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so, yeah, there's there's your, your savvy vets. There's your new debuts. There's um, doors open at 6, shows at 7. And I, I really like the way jo- Zello's shows flow. So I'm interested to, to see how this one flows. And because there's because uh, of the change, the change of uh, the date change, um, there are tickets still available. Okay. And we just got word that they're going to be announcing that later this week, but there will be a streaming option available for you to watch the show if you're not able to make it. That's great. That's convenient. That's social distance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Yeah, there's uh, there's going to be face masks required, uh, 50 attendees. And I think last time we checked with D-Ray, it was definitely under 20 tickets. I don't even know if it's more than if it's under right. around 15 or 10. I don't know if you've heard, got an update from him on that. But tickets are not guaranteed, but it's cool that they have the streaming option. Socially distanced seating, hand sanitizer, temperature checks at the door. You're pretty much standard stuff. So there's no wrong way to enjoy it. I guess the only wrong way to enjoy it is without a mask and drooling all over someone. And that won't be allowed. And you talking about masks reminded me that I pulled the trigger and we might have a mask Monday coming up. Oh. Yeah. Did being you at know? home. Yeah. Being at home and yeah, you know, sure. those blame, groups yeah. starting blame the dangerous. quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blame the quarantine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just felt like I had yeah. to pull the trigger. It had been too long. It has been a while. And those are some of our best performing Instagram posts. So I'm sure the mass community will be yeah. happy to see you back. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so far that's, that's all that's been announced for cello. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to going for sure. And, you know, like, Slowly, slowly, I keep saying this. Like wrestling is slowly coming back. I know there was a a GCW show this weekend. Uh, with Janela doing crazy nonsense. Yeah, they've been running their shows outside, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've they've been pretty much they've been the one that's really the only the only independent that's kind of like gotten into a flow so far. It seems. Yeah. In terms of like. Cons- I think they've ran two, maybe three. Yeah, at least two for sure, yeah. But if you need to get your wrestling fix, you know, prior Cello Pro August 15th, you know, and after you listen to this, you can always go check out uh, My Violet Tendencies. I really love this episode, uh, recent episode with uh, Dan the Dad. Was it really good? It was good. I just he he talks about how then the dad you know got started. I knew that Ethan Page had something to do with it, but you know he he tells us how it how it all went down. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, I have been really enjoying those lately. I think we talked last time, so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. And and is Dan the dad is he cracking dad jokes in that? Should I get ready for some <laughs> of that? No, but that would have been cool. <laughs> okay. No, I don't still, think still gonna, still gonna yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, do we have anything else before we jump on to the Zello in the Zone interview with Mason Conrad at Mad Bacalling? Yeah, I'd say just keep 
thank you for everyone's support. Uh, we're still putting out content. Uh, keep uh, keep being smart about uh, what you're doing. Um, and uh, I guess, yeah, know the risk where, wherever you go. Um, but it's slowly, hopefully returning and uh, just kind of excited to – I get excited for little things, for little uh, spurts of normalcy here and there. Um, so it'll be cool to see Chris like in person and it'll be cool to see you in person. And we're less than a month away from that. Yeah, the, definitely the wrestling community outside of wrestling is, is something that I, you know, I miss interacting with. And I know like social distancing and all the rules that would be in place at these wrestling shows, but at least being able to see people in person, you know, will, will definitely make a difference. And for, you know, those that are close to us, um, Hashtag Wrestling Buddies, Ryan, the Cactus King, um, announced that he's moving out of state. But, That's you know, sad. I, at first I was like, you know, it's sad. But knowing Ryan and once the world goes back to normal, he'll be traveling like he was when he was in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and I know he's going to get his wrestling fix and he's just going to find a promotion to go to. <laughs> of course. Like, it's almost like we, have, you know, we can get. Where's he moving? Do you know? I saw his post, but I, didn't, I, don't, I don't remember. I, I can't remember what state it was. I just know it wasn't nearby. Cool. Well, we'll get the. Oh, I'm sure we'll get the update from him on wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. There's, there's, you know, like Dougie Wrestling. Um, you know, still putting out content for, uh, for his podcast, SDF Underground. Yep. Um, there's, there's too many people to name that we've met over the years, and it'll just be. Cool to see, you know, many of them at different these two, at least these two different shows that I know I'll be attending. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just uh, it, the waiting is the hardest part, and we're 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 kind of waiting right now, but um, we'll we'll keep doing our best to at least give you guys previews like this, give our fans previews like this, or or at least some kind of conversation to to hopefully whet your appetite until you're finally there. Absolutely. And make sure you make your way to youtube.com slash pro and subscribe. They have other matches there. So if you want to get fired up and see what Sella has to offer, just go there. I know uh, the Kylie versus Tessa matches are one of the most viewed matches on that channel. And yep. they're classics. So you want to go and enjoy those. Uh, make sure you follow Cello on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter is Cello Wrestling. Instagram is at Pro. And you can check out their website, cellopro.com. Absolutely. Do all that's correct. <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah, why don't I, why don't I test that out? But really, yeah, if, if you're going to support us, please support Zello. So just just give that, that quick click button to the subscribe, and you'll be doing us a favor. And yes, Zello Pro. Ooh, it looks like they redid their homepage a little bit. Oh, it looks nice. A little bit. Um, yeah. Looks a little cleaner, that? yeah. Maybe that, that was your channel? Or is that someone I know? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I had nothing to do with this. Okay, dollpro.com. Check it out. It's green. It's green. And it's a highlighter green. I love that green. Yep. Um, all right. Um, as far as we go, Charlie, I think uh, it's time to go home. So I'll just throw out, you know, our cheap plugs. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. You can visit our website, twoheelsandaface.com. Yes, yes. You can uh, 
go check out our episodes, past episodes. We're in different platforms. Uh, and Charlie, you can list those all out. Yes, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify. Um, I think that's all the ones that are important to know. And uh, that's about it uh, in terms of listening. You know, some random other apps here and there. If there isn't one that we're on, let us know. We'll try to do something about it. Daily Motion. Daily Motion. Huge on it. Da- mm. Just yep. we're, we're, we're receiving just like over. <laughs> over two plays on daily motion we're, we're almost there they gotta start somewhere <laughs> Rome wasn't built right. in the- that's true wise words yes alright let's go listen to Mabba Calling and Mason Conrad Welcome to another quarantine edition of the Zello Zone. Matt Bacalling here with you once again, and this time my very distinguished guest, Mr. Mason Conrad. Welcome to the Zello Zone, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, so how about yourself? Doing doing as well as we possibly can be. And I, I have to preface this for our viewers and listeners, is that they're probably going to get a nice surprise out of this interview in general, just because I don't think you've done a ton of interviews over the course of your professional wrestling career or, or personal career, uh, at least not that I have remembered or have been able to see. Is, is that pretty accurate? That's, that's pretty accurate, yeah. I'm a pretty personal person, so I don't really like to have my stuff kind of out there. For sure. Well, we, we appreciate the uh, the gesture and the time to have this conversation, especially in this crazy world that we're currently living in. Um, but I think it's at least fun for us to be able to have a conversation and also for the your fans and, and the wrestling world to get a little bit of a, an insider look at, at exactly who Mason Conrad is outside of the, the day-to-day matches and everything else that they get to see you in. Um, so you you live in Wisconsin, just south of Milwaukee, right around the Milwaukee area. Uh, how is my, my question has been for everyone that we've talked to so far, how is quarantine treating you? Uh been all right yeah i, I live alone so uh sure too, too many conversations with my cat to be proud of <laughs> but uh it's, it's going all right thankfully i'm able to actually work from home right on That's uh awesome. so i've been been here working from home for about three three four weeks now very nice. And I mean, and, I don't know if, if you've had any interaction with this at all, but I know that Wisconsin itself has kind of been under some heat lately for uh, their way that they're addressing quarantine and having allowed some of the primary elections to go on this past week, even with the stay at home and shelter in home kind of things in place. Have you gone out at all in, in the area? Have you noticed the way that things are given all of the current restrictions that are going on and how that's affecting you and everyone around you? Yeah, I've only gone out twice just to go to the store. Yeah. And some people are taking it serious, some people not. Like, there's plenty of people who are walking around when I was out without masks, without gloves. Yeah. Walmart was a madhouse. Oh, I'm Everything sure. was, was off the shelf, sold out. And it's crazy, man. Unprecedented yeah. times. It's getting cliche now, but it really is as, as unpredictable and, and just kind of crazy. So let's, I, let's talk a little bit about wrestling. Obviously, we're, this is a, a wrestling channel. That's how most people know you in, in the public world. How long have you been a professional wrestler? Uh, since 2007. Right on. Okay, so that, that's given... That was the, So for people who don't know, uh, you and I went to high school together in Gurney, yep. Illinois, Warren Township High School. Go Blue Devils. Uh, so that was the year that we graduated. Uh, so you do, we, we both have a background in amateur wrestling. We're both in the high school wrestling team, uh, freshman through senior year or something like that. 
Um, and in case you forgot, we actually met in middle school. Eighth we grade. did meet in middle school. That's right. That's yeah. right. Our, our middle schools had a, a, a meet right around eighth grade, probably. So even a, a year before we started high school, which is probably the first time that you and I ever had any reaction, interaction. Yeah. But I, I do recall that. Um, so you, you have a history of, of amateur wrestling in your background. Uh, and you got your start around 2007, and we can talk through a little bit of that. Um, but this this past weekend would have been Harley Race's birthday, uh, and you were trained by Harley Race. Can you talk a little bit about about that and how that came about and what it was like going down and, and working with that program? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I was about maybe one year into my, my training with professional wrestling with uh, Tony Scarpone, Bryce Benjamin, uh, Robert Ego Anthony. Yeah. And uh, Tony took me aside. He's like, honestly, he's just like, I have nothing left that I can personally teach you. One of the qualifications that Tony did have was to wrestle the Invisible Man. Okay. And I okay. went into the ring, and I wrestled the Invisible Man. And Tony was just like, all right. And he talked to me privately. And he recommended me to go to the Harley camp because when him and Rob went down there, they both learned a lot. Sure. And that's, I could definitely benefit from that by going down there and following in their steps. And that was in Missouri? Missouri, yeah. So then I meet uh, Tony Scarpone and uh, Bobby uh, Ashton Vatan. Yeah. We uh, took a trip down there, saw a show. I met Harley and his wife. Uh, got Harley's wife's information. Her name was BJ. Uh, you've been emailing her on and off for maybe a week. They didn't have any available spots because they had this special arrangement with an apartment complex. If they were able to get a spot for us to come in, we would sign up for the, for the class, get the apartment, and so on and so forth. Sure. Uh, she said there was about a year of a waiting. Wow. Yeah. And then... And this, uh, this was like 2000, think, around 2008 or so? Uh, 2008, 2009. Okay. I, I think I was... Yeah, I, was, I, was I think I was 21, 22. Okay. So then uh, I think maybe a month went by and I got a random email from her saying, hey, something just opened up. If you're interested, let me know. And she had, at this point, it told me a whole year for the waiting list. And so I, I jumped right on and I told my... My employer at the time, like, hey, I got to give you my two weeks. Just peaced out. Yeah. Told my dad. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this. And then I uh, talk, was talking to BJ, talked to the apartment complex, moved straight down there. Uh, unfortunately, the weekend I moved down there, Harley's wife went into the hospital. Oh, no. Uh, and then, unfortunately, she passed that same weekend. Oh, man, that was that weekend. Yeah, so wow. my very first encounter with Harley, unfortunately, was at his wife's funeral. Holy cow, you attended the funeral? I did, yes, out of respect. Cause oh. I, I was there, I had been talking to her for, like on and off for two months, I was just like, I want to pay my respects. Wow. So then I, that's where I first met him, uh, and then of course the first day of training uh, picked up the, the week after. Okay. Uh, at, at the time down there, it was uh, his wrestling name was Bowen Naginyu, he's actually in WWE right now as a referee. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Brian Breaker, he was down there as well. Uh, Simon Gotch, mm -hmm. he was down there training as well, uh, learning learning from the three of them primarily. Gotcha. They they were uh, they then, were part of the coaching staff. Yeah, part of the coaching staff. Okay. Correct. Yeah, Ollie was always on site. He was always watching from a distance. Uh, they were the ones primarily in the ring, of course, doing everything, just because Harley couldn't sure. physically do certain things. But okay, he, he was there watching, critiquing breaking everything down for us gotcha now was this like a camp or was this like an extended period training this was, this was like a legit school Got so it. if i wanted to stay down there i could have stayed down there for like an extended period of time oh, i yeah. think when i got down there uh gotch was down there for i think he said six or seven years oh wow no kidding yeah 
Yeah, so he was he was living down there for for quite some time. So I, I could have possibly stayed there for an extended period of time. Gotcha. So how long did you stay there for? I was there for about two two or three months. Okay. And what was that experience like? Otherwise, I was it was it was good. Like like just having his knowledge and him being able to break things down for you. He had that very old school mentality. Yeah. Uh, but then just to, to like to hear something simple like tackle drop down and all of a sudden him to be like hey stop. And then in his old raspy voice, he would just start breaking things down. He's like, you need to stop it. You need to push some oomph into that. And like just just little things to make sure it looked real. And yeah. everything was a part of the process of the, the whole wrestling experience and making it look like a fight. Incredible. That's awesome. And it, which, which is also kind of amazing, too, because you obviously have been doing this since around 2007, which is 13 plus years now at this point. Um, but there are, are still probably a lot of fans and, and current wrestling fans who are unfamiliar with, with who Mason Conrad is and, and maybe some of the stuff that you did in those early days. But there was quite a bit that you were doing. I mean, I know this, obviously, because we're friends, but there was a lot of stuff that you were putting out there in 2008, 2009, 2010, very early on in the you know initial uh, iterations of Gali and in Underground. And even I, I know you worked in, in England for a little while and, and kind of yeah. got your reps in there and, and in the Midwest kind of as a whole, you know, what was, what was, and that was kind of in the time even prior to social media being as, as big as, as it is now, like maybe we had MySpace and some, MySpace. some, some early <laughs> iterations of what Facebook is, but you know, YouTube certainly wasn't as prevalent. So there wasn't necessarily the need to have your persona out there on Twitter and, and interacting the way that a lot of talent and, and wrestlers do now. Um, so, you know, but you were out there doing the road warrior stuff early on, like, you know, kind of take me back to what that experience was like, and especially being at, at a young age and kind of breaking in there, especially when the Chicago wrestling scene was, was completely different than, than what it is today. And a lot of fans that are out there who are watching some of the stuff that we're doing now are not familiar with what that looked like. Oh yeah. When I, when I first started training, when I was 18, I think it was just, it was AAW. It was a uh, PCW. Yeah. And I, Gali, like my, my first week of training, Gali had their very first show. Right. And, and my second week of training, Gali had his their second show, and they asked me if I wanted to be on it after just two weeks of training. Wow. No kidding. It was that short yeah. into it. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I've, I've been wrestling just as long as, as Gali has been around. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's been a kind of a, a primary home base for you, especially early on. Um, but I know you worked at some other places, and um, you, you've had a couple of iterations of, of what your, your persona and your gimmick has been. Um, some people may remember you doing the Victoria's Secret tag team uh, with Calypso or, or Brian Caselli, for those of you who may know him. Uh, and you guys worked at, at Vanguard quite a bit too i believe early on was that right we yeah. haven't talked to isaiah yeah, uh, at all so i don't know if people are familiar with with what vanguard was but if you can walk us through that a little bit too oh yeah of course yeah so it all started with golly uh, carlos gave me plenty of opportunities to just upslates to home my craft to learn especially with the both the hybrid of the american and lucha libre style yeah uh and at that point that's when uh james camione or, or jc smalls or james russo depending on what iteration you want to go with of his <laughs> sure. name uh, Bryce Benjamin, Tony Scarpone started underground wrestling, started wrestling for underground and then for Gali. Uh, and then, of course, from that point, we started just meeting people. Uh, Isaiah Velasquez uh, came in and then I asked him about where he works. He said Vanguard Wrestling All-Star Alliance, VWAA. I uh, told him I'd be interested and in that, that me and Brian had a tag team idea and if he would be interested in possibly bringing us in. That's when he put us in contact with Jordan Pride. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then working at, uh, again to at Underground, we wrestled AM Vision, and then he was the one who helped me get down to Nashville. Oh, yeah. So then I went down to Nashville. I wrestled down there quite a bit for a couple of companies down that way, and then I can get to just networking there. Uh, Mike Robles, who's just Mark Mark Video, uh, he helped me get to IWA uh, Mid-South, and then also up to First Wrestling in Minnesota. Uh, so just all just the networking and just at that point, just who you know, because like you were saying, like social media wasn't really a thing. Yeah. People would see you on these shows, see how you would work, and they're like, "Hey, I kind of got something for you," and then roll with it. For sure, and 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 obviously, like those are those are quite a few notable places. And and again, that was you know early on, late to mid two thousands, two thousand tens. What was the independent wrestling scene like? Working those uh, territories, for lack of better terms, then versus what your experience is nowadays, and and kind of what modern independent wrestling looks like. I was, it was pretty cool because like there was plenty of shows where Brian Danielson, Tyler Black, some people were, were on that I got the experience to be in the same locker room with and yeah. like see them work, talk with them, learn from them. So I, it, was, it was kind of a cool experience back then. Uh, today with just, in a sense, the market's kind of oversaturated, especially the sure. Chicago scene. There's like 12 feds or more that I know of just in Chicago alone. Right. But at that point, there's just so many people just trying to get work. Sometimes it's hard to get your foot into the door there, but then again, there's there's not too many prominent people who aren't under contract right now with WWE, NXT, AEW, Impact, right. ROH, so yeah. and so, MLW. And in in terms of of all those kind of major companies too, like obviously for most independent wrestlers, that's the goal is to get there or take your craft and hone it to the next level. Um, and I know you've done some extra work for WWE in the past and and have gotten to interact in those locker rooms. What were those experiences like, and and kind of what were some of the things that you've done with them before? Uh surreal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, second, I got the phone call, and uh, I was actually cutting my dad's hair, no and kidding. my phone went off, and it just it was a number that I didn't know, and I looked at it real quick, and then I looked away, and I stopped, and I was like, wait, that's in Stanford, Connecticut. And I'm like, and I turned the buzzers off, and my dad'll be right back. And I answered the phone. It was just like, hi, this is Nancy from WWE. Is this Mason Conrad? And I was just like, why, yes, it is. Sure. <laughs> and then she told me what they were looking for, and if I'd be interested. And I said, most definitely. Uh, so it was literally that weekend. Uh, she actually called me back, and she's like, hey, we're short one person. She's like, do you know anybody that we might be able to help out with us? We need a female. Where, where was this? This was for extra work at a live event. Uh, two live events, yes. Uh, first one was in Peoria, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the second one, I believe, was in Moline. Gotcha. Yeah, Quad Cities area. Yeah, it was actually uh, when Adam Rose was starting to debut on live shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they were looking for his Rosebuds. Gotcha. So then uh, when they called me back and they asked me if I knew somebody else, I said, most definitely. And I actually uh, texted Kylie Ray because she had just started training at that point. And I'm like, hey, can you call me right away? She said, yes. She thought that something was wrong. She's like, what do you need? What's going on? Are you okay? And I said, no, actually, I have an opportunity for you. And she freaked out. She said, yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. I didn't realize. So you and Kylie both went down then to Peoria Moline? Yeah. So we met up. We drove all the way down down to Peoria. And we were both so, like, nervous. Like, where do we go? What do we do? How do we do things? I remember we we first showed up uh, to uh, Peoria. And we didn't know where to go. We actually found a random parking lot. We Uh paid for our own parking. And we walked, like, a block or two over to the arena. And we found out they had actual personal parking for all staff. Oh, man. <laughs> so then we went back out. We found the car. And then we went in there and they actually took our name down. And we were on a little list. And then we got in. Uh, and then at that point, uh, one of the referees uh, found us and said, hey, just wait over here for right now. We met one of the producers. 
walked us through what we're looking for. And we were the first group to ever be part of the Rosebud, so everything was fresh okay. with all the equipment they had. We actually literally opened up the boxes. We were pulling out all the uniforms and all the costumes and stuff like that. So we were the first ones to be able to pick what we wanted oh, wow. and actually wear them. Yeah. And uh, it was, again, too, it was, it was super surreal just because I never thought that opportunity would come my way, even for something just so simple as extra work. Sure. And then just to see uh, the Usos, Cody Rhodes, Randy Orton, and stuff like that, the, these people that I grew up watching, just walking past me, saying hello to, and then uh, being able to sit backstage with them and watch the show. Like, I remember I was in the gorilla position, and they had a monitor right there. And uh, I went to go sit down, and then Cody walked over, and then I actually stood up to give him my chairs because I was always taught treat people who are in the business sure. before you right away with respect. And the Cody was actually like, no, 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 that's your chair. You stay right there. That's awesome. And then he went and got a chair, put her right next to me, and I was just like, oh, that that was not expected. That yeah, classic then, guy, man. That's awesome. But that was Cody, right? But then all of a sudden, more and more people started to show up, and then Cody went to go do his match. It was uh, him. Uh, and Gold Dust versus, and uh, I think, well, I think Ryback versus the Shield. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden he was gone, and then all of a sudden I'm getting stares from some people like, "Why is this kid just sitting here?" And then at that point I was just like, "What do I do?" Cody said to stay Cody here. Cody told me to sit here, man. I was just like, <laughs> so I just got up and like kind of like shuffled to the side a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but it was really cool to actually go out in front of the live crowd, do the whole rosebud thing, slap hands with the uh, the crowd and stuff like that, do the Congo line. In, okay. In, Adam, important Adam, important Adam, question Adam, though. What's that? Important question. Yeah. What what costume did you choose? Uh, I wore a poncho, uh, the chicken hat, and then the sombrero. <laughs> Do you, is there footage of this somewhere? There might be. Yeah. I have yet to see any. Oh, <laughs> but there might be. It was uh, it was me. It was Kylie Ray, and then the other person who uh, was there was uh, Scarlet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So there there might be some footage somewhere with with one of them. Sure, but I've never actually come across it, unfortunately. Oh, that's amazing! And so, and you've done that a couple of times since then, in terms of doing. Yeah, um, the, after after that, we went to, to Moline, and then uh, I got uh, John Cohn's contact information. He said, "Please keep in contact with me if there's anything in your area. I'll let you know." So I was periodically emailing him. He would respond back right away, letting me know if something was or was not available. Uh, I've worked certain other Illinois dates. I've worked uh, stuff in Wisconsin as well. Uh, I've had chances of uh, getting like a little bit of like a. Not really try out, but like wrestling in the ring, rolling around, possibly being able to do certain things. We had like a little tiny tryout match to possibly get like a dark match on SmackDown. That's awesome. But yeah, just like a lot of a lot of opportunities and chances to like look into bump elbows with people, talk with people, learn stuff, and have stuff broken down for you. That's awesome. So I mean, in all of these experiences that you've had, has there and has there been anyone uh, primarily that stands out to you in terms of having the biggest influence on you, and in, in not necessarily in terms of your style or anything like that, but just in the professional wrestling world that has inspired you or has kind of really honed the way that you operate as an independent professional wrestler? Um, the first person that comes to mind was just this, the, the guy that I like. Didn't, I didn't really realize how much I liked him growing up until I until I finally got into the wrestling business for his training, and then I was just like, okay, wow, like, yeah, this guy has it all, and that was Chris Jericho. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, just, just watching him and seeing him, how he would evolve through the ages, change things up, learning how to adapt with the times, and then he was just always a professional WCW, ECW, WWE, and then here he is now in AEW, yeah. bigger than ever. Have you ever gotten a chance to interact with him at any point? Unfortunately, no, I have not. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Still time. Still plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully one day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like just just seeing the certain things that he does and, and stuff like that, like it just like, okay, cool that this guy 
knows what he needs to do, especially now with social media. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, he's on it, he's got it. He's out there. Now, yeah. and that, and which is which is interesting though because that's something that knowing you personally is is kind of opposite for you where where you have as a millennial don't necessarily fall into some of those uh, cliche categories of being super social media savvy or, or being out there and and you're not alone obviously there, there's plenty of people within our generation that that aren't but would would you attribute that both to to you, you mentioned before not necessarily wanting to put a lot of stuff out there because you're a personal guy but in terms of like your wrestling persona you you brought broke into the business before all of that was a thing is is that kind of part of your rationale as to why you haven't you know um subscribed to it the way that a lot of younger new and up and coming people who are just training now are like super savvy into all of that and and the focus for you seems to be more into the actual craft and and to putting things out there versus being mason conrad on social media is that accurate yeah, I, I, that's pretty accurate. I, I, I like to get noticed for my work, sure. for what I do, and people actually seeing it instead of a five or ten second clip of a spot in a match. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that looks yeah, that spot looked great, but then if, uh, if I actually see the full match, was it actually a good match? That's fair. Sure. Yeah, so I, I like being able to people to see what I can do and have the ability to be like, okay, that guy knows what he's doing because I actually saw the full 10, 15 minute match. Do you have a specific piece of work that you're most proud of up until this point? Uh, not specifically, no. Like, there's, there's there's so many matches that I've had over the last 13, 14 years. I'm just like, okay, that was a good match. I really enjoyed that. But then I really think about it. What's it a good match? Because you're, you're your own worst critique. Of course. Because I'll think it's a great match, and I'll go back and watch. And like, oh, I should have done that different. Oh, that wasn't that good as I, as I thought. But there, there are a handful of matches that I, I have enjoyed, like some with Bryce Benjamin, with Mustafa Ali, Jake Shining. Yeah. Uh, so some of those opponents come to my head right now when I'm thinking about it. Now, having been around as long as you have been, I know that you've also had a hand in, in training some people as well, not necessarily ever as a, a necessarily head coach of, of a school or anything like that, but what has your experience been like in terms of uh, seeing some, some young and raw talent and being able to help them and uh, being somewhat of a mentor and a trainer yourself and being in these locker rooms as a person who has been around for, for an extended period of time? <laughs> uh, it's it's actually really cool just, just for the fact that when I originally went to college I wanted to be a teacher Okay. so then all of a sudden when I actually had the opportunity to possibly help I always told them I'm like hey I don't consider myself a teacher or like at, to the level yet of being an instructor for wrestling but I have had learned a lot of different things from a lot of different people in a lot of different areas sure. so take what you want uh, but when I had the chance to do it, like uh, GPA reached out to me. I helped him out a little bit. Uh, when Bryce Benjamin opened up the Underground Wrestling Freelance Academy uh, school, I asked him if he needed assistance, and I was there right away to help train Storm Grayson, Pat Monix, Kylie Ray. Uh, and then just being on shows, too, especially at Golly, a lot of people have known me there almost for 15 years, and they're just like, oh, like, hey, could you watch this, or how is this, or can I work with you? Uh, it, it's just been kind of a surreal thing that people are actually coming to me for sure. advice or like I'm able to possibly do certain things and teach certain things and illustrate certain things. Which is awesome. And I think that's what's going to make uh, people watching and listening to this so intrigued is that 
outside of, of our, our tight knit circle and people within the industry, they don't necessarily know those things about you or, or the types of little influences that you've had here. And there were the fact that you've done all of these things before, because it's not necessarily common knowledge or public knowledge for that matter. Yes. And, and I knew one thing that we, you and I obviously talk about very much and not a lot of people know is that you, know, in terms of, of Zello pro wrestling as an entity, you've had probably one of the biggest hands in terms of the creation and formation and booking and writing of all those things. And, and, and quietly, and and we don't put that out there publicly, but for the most part, I mean, you and I work pretty closely on on all things Zello, and that's almost uh, you know kind of come second nature to you as well, outside of of being a, a talent, but also kind of working behind the scenes. How do you enjoy that aspect of the independent wrestling world and and doing that versus performing? And and again, you can talk a little bit about this too. It it, it didn't necessarily come along organically because there was a period of time where you couldn't wrestle. And this was kind of your only outlet. So, so walk us through that a little bit too, and how that came about. Oh yeah, of course. Like for me, I've always been so passionate about professional wrestling, not just the fact of the art of wrestling, but just how it's done, the ins and outs of everything. Yeah. So working for Golly, working for Underground, working for Vanguard, going to Nashville, going to Minnesota, going to California, like just going to the UK, seeing all these different promotions, how they do certain things, and especially to every opportunity that I had to work for WWE. I wasn't just geeking out backstage looking yeah. at like, oh, there's Chris Jericho or there's Kevin Owens. And I'm just, just like, okay, how do they do this? How do they break things down? What's this producer for? What's this guy doing? How do they angle certain things? And so I was always just trying to absorb as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, so then finally when me and you were potentially discussing Zello Pro and, and putting the little seats and the water on there to, to plan it for into yeah. fruition – uh, I'm like, let's take our time. Let's make sure we got our, all of our, our ducks in order here and make sure we can make sure everything is right when we do it. I've actually like thoroughly enjoyed that, especially too, at that time I tore my Achilles tendon and had to tear up my meniscus. So I was out of action for a good year, year and a half. And it was what, th- about three, four years ago, almost maybe three years ago at this point. Yeah. But about three, four yeah. years ago. Yeah. So then, uh, you give me that opportunity to be able to like, oh yeah, like here's the book. He's like, what, like you've been around, like what talent do you want? And I was just like, oh, okay, like this person, that person, <laughs> this person, this person has potential. This person's up and coming. This person's a good, good veteran. And then being able to just put all that together and like just structure a card and then just from there build the story and just keep going. Like I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. But then after the first show and then we did the second show and the third show, I like really like started to fall in love with it sure yeah i was just like this is actually really cool i I do like this the whole the backstage thing and like being able to delegate like hey this is what i'm looking for hey i want to bring you in and then this is what we're going for this is our end goal it's really cool just to see the work pay out no doubt the stories that are being told and it was it was a really cool experience to be able to get that opportunity especially after 13 14 years and seeing what i have seen yeah be able to actually finally implement that to try and even help up-and-comers give the opportunity that I might have gotten when I was first starting to me is great for sure that's awesome and, it's, and especially you even put aside the time that you you physically couldn't get in the ring and and do those things you were able to find a way to to pull in your your interest and passion for teaching plus your experience for all of that and still getting to integrate yourself in a way that was was new for you but you really excelled at it from at least from a from a personal standpoint of being able to see it firsthand and you know, something that not a lot of fans are necessarily aware of, but like the, the ability to agent a match, as we, as we call it, or, or put a match together and be able to find that psychology that's going to work for that given talent in the crowd at, at any given time is it's really an art form that 
can sometimes be lost and and sometimes not necessarily even be focused on but i think it really helps separate a lot of these matches from just being you know seconds worth of high spots or from you know different clips of of things that people see and to your point earlier being able to put these long matches together and actually enjoy that piece of work because in, in in reality it, it is a piece of work it's a piece of art and, yeah. and being able to master that craft is is something that is can be a challenge sometimes and and are there things that you know you have learned now having done that in terms of of putting matches together not only for yourself that you've been able to apply now to your own matches that you've gotten back to work for oh yeah definitely like you've, you've but from day one to even to now like you never stop learning sure yeah like different crowds different atmospheres whether it's it's tape for tv not tape for tv like everything's different so you're always learning different things honing your craft so to be able to take a step back, be in the backstage role, watch the show, watch how other people work, be like, oh, Max did that pretty well. I'm, I'm going to possibly use that or integrate it or vice versa. Like, hey, I saw this. Let's critique them. And like, hey, maybe you should try it this way next time. And then to see them actually do it and then it pay off, it's, it's really great. So it's just that that backstage thing that you don't really see. Yeah. Uh, like people like you scratch my back, I scratch your back, the cohesion that all of us do have at certain times to help us progress and get better. Yeah. And yeah, so to be able to be in that role to see certain things, critique certain things and even learn myself, it was it's it's great even to, to the today. That's awesome. And and it's really fun to see. Are do you do you watch wrestling these days on a regular basis in terms of what's out there on TV and, and the network? Not as much as I used to. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what is it that you are doing during quarantine to keep yourself sane and, and, and entertained in these crazy times? Uh, well, play video games. Yeah? What, what is? <laughs> yeah. What, do you have a game of choice? Uh, currently, right now, I've been, I've been rocking it out in World of Warcraft. Right on. Right on. Mainly because my friends want to play, and so I'm just like, okay, if they want to play, I'm going to play with them. So it's something, again, to, to be able to not just be here alone i'll have the headset on be able to talk and communicate with them so it's kind of like i am verbally sure or, or no virtually with them but yeah. not really virtually with yeah. them yeah so i've been been playing games been trying to work out uh definitely been saving a lot more money not having to eat out because i used to I actually work in the city in milwaukee okay uh so it's with the whole quarantine thing working from home playing video games trying to work out like it's it's been it's a yeah, like, it's a as, you can, as you can imagine, this yeah. has been like it has its ups and downs. For sure. Do you cook? I do cook. Yes. Okay, and, and pr pretty proficient. I, I know you eat because you and I have gone out to plenty of places, and and uh, I tell you that I have some tales of this man ingesting a, an extraordinary amount of food for a guy his size, which is pretty incredible. But what what are some go to meals that you that you have on a regular basis, regardless of, of quarantine or not? <laughs> what's what's a Mason um, Conrad specialty? Uh, huge sushi fan. Yeah. Uh, if, if anybody's ever in the Wisconsin area, up in Milwaukee, there's this place called Kyoto. Okay. Uh, $25, all you can eat. Oh, uh, it includes soup, salad, appetizers, regular rolls, specialty rolls. So it's a, it's a great spread. That's your go-to spot? Uh, yes, yeah, my, my go-to spot. Because usually if I were to get sushi, you've been there with me. Yep. By the time we finish all of our rolls, our individual bills are like 80 to to $100. <laughs> We're big yes. sushi fans. So, so with, with Kyoto and the, and the $25 thing, it's, it's a deal that I can't pass up personally. Do you know how to make sushi? I do, actually, yes. Do you? No kidding. Yes. That's Have you made yeah. sushi recently? 
I haven't attempted it in a while. Okay. I gave it a shot once, and I was just like, okay, that wasn't too bad. But I haven't really gone out yet to the lengths because I'm I'm able to work from home. So usually when I go on my lunch break, it's maybe 30 minutes. I'll whip something up real quick, or I'll, I'll meal prep something. Right on. And then just eat that real quick, and then get right back to work. Have you ever Have you ever been to Japan or worked in Japan? Not yet, unfortunately. I, I almost had the opportunity to do so. Uh, but I don't know if something personal came up with my family where I couldn't do it. It was maybe six to eight years ago. Okay. Is that is that still something that you have on, on a, a goal list in terms of a, a place to work and go and do? Or what are your thoughts oh, yeah. on working in Japan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, like, just outside of wrestling, I've always wanted to go to Japan. I've always sure. been fascinated with the history and the culture there. So I've always wanted to go. And, then, of course, with the wrestling, that's just an added benefit now. Sure. Of course. So yeah, like one one day I do hope to possibly go go to Japan, whether it's just to a dojo, just to even learn, or even go to a few shows. The possibility to, to work in Japan would be just icing on the cake of at course. that point. Of course, but it, it's one of the things on the list that I still want to do and accomplish. Right on. Now, in terms of your affinity for for Japanese culture, you're you're a big comic book fan as well, and and may anime as well, or or not so much. Uh, some anime just depends. Okay, what what is your uh, your comic series of choice? Uh, currently, right now, I'm I'm reading uh, mainly Nightwing. Okay, I'm a big Nightwing fan. Yeah. Robin, Nightwing, yeah. love that stuff. Yeah. Right well, like growing up, I really enjoyed it and liked Batman. Yeah. And then, of course, I would think I was like four or five years old when the animated series was out in the yeah. '90s. And uh, I saw Robin, and I was just like, oh, that's so cool. He has, like, this guy who's a kid who helps out. And then as I grew up, so did the Robin character, and then he developed into Nightwing. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Like, I kind of aged with him. So sure. I kind of grew up with him. Yeah, exactly. So I was a Robin fan, then all of a sudden into a Nightwing fan. So I've been reading his series. Uh, huge Star Wars fan. I'm currently reading the new, uh, new Disney Marvel comic series with the Skywalker saga. Oh, right on. Yeah, so it takes place uh, right after, uh, I believe, A New Hope with cool. uh, Luke Skywalker's story and Vader's story. Oh, that's awesome. Is it interesting? Good stuff? Good read? It is, yeah. Yeah, because it, it just, it's just these little things that's adding character development to each of them that you didn't, of course, see. Because from New Hope to Empire, what happened in there, we don't know. Yeah. So it, it breaks certain things down. This happened, that happened. So it's, it's, it's pretty good, actually. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Even, even with the new Disney canon, some of the Legends stuff before Disney bought it is still pretty good. I have read a few of those series as well. That's awesome. And, and people who have seen you work in the wrestling world know your affinity for Star Wars as, as you've pulled some elements from the Star Wars world into your persona, whether it's your theme music or your, your attire has an ode to uh, you know the Jedi Order. And, and some of it is, is obvious. Some of it you, you have to be a fan to kind of see that and and those things has that always been a part of your your recent persona or is that relatively new uh relatively new yeah uh just just because like with with my style with my gear i was always just like, okay how can i keep certain things different but also flashy in a sense yeah I, I at first i kept things basic and then eventually when i went into the tag team of victoria's secret i wanted to be a little bit more elegant stand out with the gear and the design uh, and then when I became another tag team with the Conrads, we were kind of like that old school tag team, kept kept things very basic, uh, brain busters, four horsemen style wise. Yeah, right. Uh, and then when I after I got injured and then in my when I wanted to start getting back into the ring, I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I was just like, OK, what can I do that I haven't really done yet that you don't really see either? And you don't really see too many people put themselves into their characters. 
Uh, and then I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, you don't really see too many people out there doing Star Wars things with, with their characters <laughs> or their gimmicks as well. So I was just like, okay, let's try and do this. And then one thing led to another. That's awesome. And and it's fun. And, and I think you can certainly appreciate it as, as fellow Star Wars fans. It's always cool to kind of see those things and, and, and take appreciation for those, especially when they're little Easter eggs that you got to try to pick out to, uh, whether it's in your, your move set or, or what have you. And I know you have some odes to the Marvel Universe out there as well in, in some of your, just even the names of your uh of of your arsenal and, and your move set which is really cool um so in in terms of of the work of mason conrad and people who may not necessarily be familiar or have seen it before what would you want the the people who are watching the fan world to know about you that would maybe entice them to go look you up and kind of check out your youtube videos and then when this is all said and done hopefully come and, and see you work again in the future um the fact that i am able to to work an adaptive wrestling style Okay. Like, everyone, like, like, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, what kind of style do you work? Do you work Lucha Libre? Do you work Technical? Do you work High Flying? And I, I always like to tell people I'm an adaptive wrestler. Okay. I'm um, like, if you want me to work that standard style, the Technical style, that Rough Brawler style, the High Flying style, the Lucha Libre style, the American style, the Japanese style, I know it. I've learned. I've, I've been taught it. I've learned it. I've been, I've been able to do it. And so I can implement it wherever I go, especially, too, if I'm in the South, certain things might not be as prevalent as they are up here or even in, in the UK, things are different depending on like, kind of like the territories, right? Different, different crowds, different atmosphere, different reactions. So to be able to work a different style, I think makes me stand out because every match that I work is something different. You're, you're never going to okay. see the same things twice when I wrestle. Gotcha. And, and I think that that's unique in, in a way for sure. And obviously for, for the work that you do for Zello Pro, you know, all of your matches are on the Zello Pro YouTube channel that can be found very easily. I'm sure if people are looking at Mason Conrad, some of your older work might be out there potentially. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is fun, especially kind of go down and, and see some of that history that you've, you've been a part of, especially earlier on with a lot of those other companies that you've been working for. So for, for you and, and kind of in terms of your uh, outlook of when all of this is, is kind of becoming more normal, do you see the wrestling world going in a different direction than it has been in these last decades, if not a couple of years, based on kind of all the changes that we see happening right now? Uh, I feel things are gonna gonna take off pretty fast for professional wrestling and independent wrestling, mm -hmm. just for the fact that there's been this hiatus right now, and the only real products that we can see are WWE or AEW with their empty arenas. The second we're able to get back out there, everyone's gonna be trying to get their hands back in the pot and trying to go full full forward with certain things. So I think it's gonna be pretty chaotic when everything is said and done, and everyone's starting to get back up and going. Yeah, I can, I can already feel a little bit of the, the anxiousness that's out there and just people are, are craving for things. And, and hence why we're doing some of these interviews is just that we we long for that connection that professional wrestling has provided and being able to not only connect with, with the talent, but also the stories that are put out there. And I mean, for, for what it's worth, WWE and AEW are the only ones putting out actual live weekly content these days with sports not being around and... and anything other than your your traditional dramas and sitcoms there's really not much out there to watch which is kind of crazy yeah. so uh, to be able to do stuff like this uh i think certainly it helps us a little bit keep our sanity and and each have a little bit of uh, a piece of that world that still exists but there's there's so much out there that 
uh, I think a lot of people are longing for that we'll certainly see come come back into play. I want one thing I wanted to ask you is what are your thoughts on some of these cinematic matches that have been happening? And you know, did you watch WrestleMania and and get a chance to see what what some of those things look like? I did. Uh, my my interest was piqued. Uh, I was I was actually a little bit let down with AJ versus Taker because I, okay. I actually wanted to see that match. Sure, sure. In yeah. a ring, and so when it was a boneyard match, I was like, "What is a boneyard match?" And of course, WWE being WWE, they're not going to tell you what an actual boneyard match is until it shows up. Um, it was interesting, yeah, to, to, to see it to see it play out. The whole the, cin- the cinematic aspect of it makes it make it more of again to entertainment. Yeah, did you like it? Not necessarily, no. Okay, okay. Like me as as an athlete, as a wrestler, like I want to see these two guys go at it physically mm-hmm. and in a ring, especially too if there is a live atmosphere. Of course, that's of course. what professional wrestlers draw on. Right. But especially like when I heard AJ Styles was going to wrestle the Undertaker, the fan in me wanted to actually see that match, and like right. that would have been great. Uh, was I entertained by it? Of course I was, because again, sure. to the fan of me was just like, "What's going on? What is this?" Right. And I'm watching it like just in, in anticipation. But then at the wrestler me, I was just like, "Ah." Sure. I would have rather have seen the match. Of course. But the uh, the Bray Wyatt John Cena one, that one, again, I felt fit Bray's character quite well. Yeah. With the, the whole gimmick, the fire the Firefly Funhouse and everything like that. So that, that one I thought was more entertaining. Right. And unexpected as well with the totally. whole going back to the Ruthless Aggression era John Cena and then the rapper John Cena. And right. Mixing things in with the NWO and whatnot like that. So that one I, I thought was more entertaining. For sure. And completely unexpected and totally different from the Boneyard match where you didn't necessarily yeah. know what to expect, especially on, on being a sep- second night. How do you replicate a cinematic match and do it differently? And, and yeah. I think it took, I, I agree. I think it took a lot of people by surprise. <laughs> yeah, I, I was entertained by it. And def- definitely me, you, and a few other people were talking about yeah. it. Like, what, what, what was that? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's something, man. But I mean, doing what you have to do during these times to keep the people entertained, and and oh yeah, like hats home. off to them, especially with with certain things. Like Undertaker's been doing this for thirty plus years; he can't really yeah. go like he used to. John Cena's up and coming in Hollywood, so of course, kind of like The Rock, his agents just like, okay, well, you can't get too hurt because you have sure. these other priorities, these contracts in place. So to be able to find little workarounds, especially for John Cena and all that he's done, be able to actually come back and do certain things like on that aspect would be great. So no doubt if they keep doing certain things like that to an extent, like more power to them. Yeah. And fingers crossed, we'll, we'll get through this relatively quickly and get back to business. So in, in between now and then, if fans are now watching this and getting familiar with you and starting to uh, gain a further interest, what can they do and how can they find you and how can they support you? Uh, come to, to the local shows, Any, anything that you see my name on or even just local talent on, like, go give it, whether it's Zella Pro, Freelance Wrestling, Underground Wrestling, like, a lot of those guys, like, I personally know, and yeah. they bust their asses just to try and get good talent on their shows, give guys opportunities that normally wouldn't get opportunities, and then especially, too, with social media, I might not be the biggest social media person, but my content will be out there, whether it's on my YouTube page, my Instagram, on the Zello Pro page, or wherever else that my, I might be popping up at. So any chance you give my name a, a Google or a YouTube and you can support me by looking and coming in, that'd be fucking great. What are what are your social media handles? Put those out there so that they can find you. Uh, I believe most of them are all Mason Conrad 89. Okay. That's the year Just you were born? 89 is a good year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a bird. Yeah. Plus, plus two people who are really named Mason Conrad already had those handles, so they had to put the year on there. Just right on. To try to get it. <laughs> right on. Well, I, I certainly appreciate the time 
today and and the opportunity to chat and, and it's, again it's it's great to kind of have these social interactions in a safe and, and positive way that we can and and I think people are going to be really interested by a lot of the stories that you've talked about today and get a little bit of an insider look behind who Mason Conrad is and some of the stuff that you've been through so I, I appreciate you opening up and, and letting us into your world a little bit and uh, I, I think that is certainly going to be of interest and, and pay off in the long run so thank you for the opportunity appreciate the time and uh, I'm certainly hopeful that we'll get back to business very soon and, and people can see you live and, and in action. Oh yeah, th thank you for giving me the chance to actually do this, reaching out to me to be able to go on this platform, yeah, man. especially in the times like this, to do something. It's very unique, very different, so I, I think it'll definitely help, especially in this certain time. For sure. But I'm looking forward to things getting back on track, because the weekends come up, and I'm like, what am I going to do on my right. weekends? I'm twiddling my thumbs here. Like I'm so used to being out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so now here I am, just just waiting. <laughs> Just waiting, man. Unreal. Well, be well. Good luck to you and uh, look forward to seeing you again in person very soon, my friend. Thank you, sir. You as well. Awesome, brother. Have a good one and take care. You too. Bye. See ya.